podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Matt Linham, Boxing Social, in association with Empire Fight Store and Houseofboxing.com. Been joined by IBF World Champion Ebony Bridges. Ebony, I feel like it's been a while since we've had a proper sit down. It's normally press conference or yeah. GBM shows oh, uh, yeah, at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a while. Look, how's it, how's things been? Yeah, really good. Um, obviously, I finally have a fight, a night, a fight not locked in. Um, as you know, through the frustration of many interviews, that I was really frustrated that um, I couldn't get a fight locked in. So I'm just glad that I know I'm fighting. I got a date and I got an opponent. And um, yeah, we're five weeks out now. Look, ever since we've been talking, you've always had this sort of checklist of things you've wanted to do. One of them was America. I remember when you first came on the scene, you had interviews with other outlets, some of the bigger names out there, of your fight hypes, fight hubs, and you gained a lot of traction. How pleased are you to be going like over there so you can sort of showcase your skills to your sort of pocket of American fans you've got? Because you've got, you've got a lot of people out there rooting for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm super excited to be able to fight on... Uh, in America again, but also like now on a huge platform like Dazone, Matchroom, and obviously on the um, Devon Haney Pro Grade undercard, which is epic, you Great know. Well. Yeah, definitely. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really, really excited about it. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know, I know I have good fans out there. So I think um, it's going to be really good for me. And um, yeah, just that American, you know, that American vibe. You've been out the ring for so long. I feel like when you're starting to gain momentum, something happens. I know you were nursing injuries and things like that but are you sort of is, is this like one of them fights where you're like look I'm absolutely raring to go firing on all cylinders just because of that time out you've had when you you gain, you know you got the belt you then went and you had that sort of rivalry grudge match oh, you yeah. put that to bed in impressive That's fashion <laughs> and now <laughs> and now you've, you now you had that long period out is yeah. there going to be a lot of frustration comes out in this fight um I don't know I don't think so um because I feel like I'm pretty control of my emotions when it comes into a fight. Um, even my last fight, I did save all that emotion for the fight. You know, obviously there was parts when I heard her that I just wanted to kill her. You know what I mean? Like, and so I did get a bit overzealous, which is obviously fine. But um, I think, um, yeah, this fight will be a bit more calm. Um, obviously the girl I'm fighting does not make, make a grudge. We're actually, good, we're actually friends. But, um, yeah, like it's... Um, yeah, it's going to be a great fight and, um, you know, obviously training with Dave, I'm going to be able to show a lot of this new stuff that I've been working on um, and, yeah. Well, look, Avril Mathe, there's sort of, when you look at that fight, the first thing that people started saying was, wow, these are, the, this Wayne will uh, yeah. break break a lot of numbers and you you were the first one to say, look, we'll, we'll, break, we'll break the internet with this, you know, fellow Aussie, you know, decent record, I think she only had one loss to Ramla Ali. Yeah. Um, what do you make of her you know, person you mentioned their friend, but yeah. as a fighter, what do you make of her? Yeah, you know what, she's quite conventional. Um, I think she's got like she's she's obviously I think she's like five foot eight or something like that. So um, she's mega tall. Um, she's got a great jab. You know, um, like I said, she's she's basic but good at the basics. You know, she went up to fight. She went up to weight division to fight Ramla Ali, mm-hmm. um, and that was actually a really competitive fight. You know, obviously each round I think. She won some middle rounds, but I think Ramla obviously just edged the edged the rounds. But it was a very competitive fight. She's mega tough. Um, I would like to say that I'd be the, I'd be the first to stop her, or that I could stop her. Um, but I do just know that she's tough. She's been in some wars. She's been in some big fights, and she's as in like big hard fights. Mm-hmm. She's come through a lot of adversity in her fights. So I'm not banking on a stoppage, but I feel like if anyone can, it would be me. Um, but she's Aussie, and you know we're tough. <laughs> 
No, 100%. But look, I'm speaking to all the other girls who do spar you. I think it was Chantal Cameron. I think I can't remember how long ago. And she says, look, she she can whack. Yeah. Like when she speaks about yourself, she's like, look, that, that girl can, re- can really throw. Yeah. Are you, you want to make a statement out yeah. there, you know, in America yeah. and be like, look, Bright lights are here, you know. Terrific, terrific main event, by the way. Um, Haney Progre, and you can then, you know, put your mark on it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I'm not here to like prove anything because I, you know, like I, I don't prove too too much. But it's just like no matter what I do, there's always going to be doubters, isn't it? But I think every, I like to say every time, like you know, I do big statements like that last stopping that Shannon O'Connell. Like, that was huge. Like, I know in the UK you don't really know much about Shannon, but she's, like, been the queen of boxing in Australia for 15 years. And I had so – she has so many fans. And there was so many people just writing me off, including her. And, like, any, everyone – not everyone, but most people in Australia because of her, her presence in Australia just writing me off. So for me to be able to do that to her mm-hmm. um, was a huge statement. Um, and to be able to go into this fight and obviously come up with another good sta- knockout statement would be good um, because – you know, she went up to fight Ramla. It was competitive, you know, but there wasn't. It wasn't like she really hurt her, or it wasn't like that kind of, you know, fight where we know with my style I'm aggressive and I'm mm-hmm. strong, and that's exciting. And so I just want to show that, you know, I am exciting, um, and that I can, you know, stop these girls. Um, and obviously the weigh-in. Sorry, I just want to say you mentioned the weigh-in. It's a very similar thing to me and like Shannon Courtney. I'm going about it the same way as so I. Anyways. It's just we're going to get more eyes on the sport. We're going to get people going to tune in to, to watch me and Avril, you know, because they're going to see the weigh-ins and because she's pretty as well and she's a model and she does, you know, fans and stuff. People are going to be um, curious and they're going to want to see if she can fight or they're going to want to see if how two of us fight together. And I just know that's going to bring eyes on the sport. And I also know that we're both tough and we both come to fight. So it's going to be a great fight just like, you know, me and Courtney. You mentioned at the start of that, I want to pick up on it, um, you know, about doubters and things like that. Do you know, I think a little bit, you're sort of past that stage now. Obviously, everyone will have their opinion on these unification fights, you know, people with other belts and things like that. But do you, do you, do you, do you really think now people still sort of, you know, doubt you in your ability? You mean, you started boxing late, um, you made a lot of strides, you took the Courtney fight on, you know, however many weeks notice kind of thing, came over and... Um, there's that old expression that people use with the like the Ghana fight. You, you lost the fight, but you almost you, you sort of won. The yeah. next people were were like, mm. you know what, she's this she this, this girl can fight. Mm. Do you not think you sort of passed that stage now where people have got a little bit of doubt about you? Yes and no. I, I think it's more like no matter what, people are not going people are going to dismiss you. You know, and you're not going to be able to kind of change their mind. Um, so, you know, I've got haters and no matter what I do, they're going to they're gonna hate and they're going to not support my boxing and they're going to talk shit. But I think when I make, keep making statements, it keeps just throwing that fucking salt in their eyes, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like, even though it won't ever, like, prove them nothing because they've already made their mind up, they've got to burn. You know, the haters, they've got to burn when I win and I keep being successful because that's what burns them. And so, like, me being successful and doing statements like that, it's just, it's more of a, just a throw, throw the salt in there. Does that, does that help you? Do you know, like, everyone everyone likes, I suppose, in a way, to be liked. It's nice to have people go, you know what, you're amazing, you, you're doing so well, this, that, and the other. But, you know, a hater can, you know, add fuel to the fire. Does that, does that like, for instance, you mentioned the um, the O'Connell fight. She, I knew, people in boxing knew she had a lot of support from Australian boxing and people like, she's the traditional boxer, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah, and and, and we're getting, and we're getting, they were, you know, a lot of people in certain quarters were getting on, on your back for it, but that, that sort of edge does that does that help you a little bit? Does that drive you a bit? Because it's 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 proving people wrong, kind of thing. 
Ah, oh, to be honest, not really. No, no, no doesn't know. I don't train and I don't train like hard and and I don't go in there to win for anyone else or to prove anyone. To be honest, I don't. I don't. That's not my motivation. My motivation is just wanting to be my best and wanting to be the best and wanting to win. That's enough drive for me. But when I do win, that's when it's like. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, but it's not actually a motivation for my training or for my fight or for the win. It doesn't mm-hmm. motivate me. I don't sit there and think, oh, I can't wait to prove these guys wrong. I don't, I don't, at all. It's, it's, it's tr- totally intrinsic for me. It's got nothing to do with people outside. But when I do win, it's definitely a great feeling um, just to, yeah, have that win. Be like, yeah. Well, look, we mentioned sort of, we touched on it off camera. You've always said, look, I started late, you know, 37 years of age. But I still okay. feel, no. But you mentioned it, Sam. There was a reason. I am going somewhere on this trail of breadcrumbs here. Um, I still feel like, you know, when fighters get to a certain point, we start seeing the best. I feel like we've still not seen the best of you. From clips that I've seen over the years, um, things that you've sent through, and we, we, we see little glimpses in the fights, depending on, obviously, what the opponent's bringing. But do you feel like, even at this stage, that, you know, I've still got so much to show? Because yeah. I feel like you've got another, you know, however much percent and gears to oh, go yeah. through. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, the reality is I've only been boxing, like, coming out seven years. Like, honestly, but remember, it's only four of those as a a professional. Had two, so two years, two and a half years as an amateur, you know. um, So I'm still a bit of a baby in sport. I'm sparring, I'm fighting Avril, for example, the girl I'm fighting. She's been boxing five years longer than me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? She's been boxing over 10 years, do you know? Um, And O'Connell, you know, she was a pro for 13 years. Like, do you know what I mean? So all these people that I'm fighting and, you know, the people that are up world champions at the moment and all the other girls in the division, they've been, especially a lot of these British girls, they've been boxing since they were in teens or Mm -hmm. for years. Do you know what I mean? So I think considering how long I've been boxing and obviously my age, I think I've done really really well um and it makes me still be a bit of a baby and i've still got a lot of room to to move it's you know like it's it's just about yeah being able to show it in in, in the fights um and i think that also just comes with obviously the experience and the, the you know um being able to really like i need patience you know that's one thing i've got to work on and um i think when i have a bit more patience in a fight then i'll be able to be a bit more I don't know, I just want to fucking smash them up, don't I? Like, fuck. But that's in you, isn't it? I, I think we saw that. I think every... like, To be fair, it's kind of like, like, I can sit there and, no, I don't know, like, just sit there and box and, like, yeah, it's all great to, like, we'll Do you get bored doing that? Yeah, I do get bored bit. doing that, yeah. And you know what? And I think the fucking, the, the crowd gets bored. There's a reason people want to tune in and watch me fight because you know it's going to be a fucking bar- a barnstorm. Like, you know, it's going to be a fucking fight. Like, what fight have I been in that's not been a war? You know, and that's the, realistically... Boxing's about entertainment, and that's what mm-hmm. fans want to see. Sure, they want to see, you know, boxing skills, of course, and I've, I have that. But it's like, you know, the the fights that everyone talks about are the other other fights of the, you know, the wars and and the people where you dig deep and you got heart. So, and as long as I'm entertaining, I'm happy. I'm gonna say, and I remember, like I said, the first time you came over when you had the fight with Shannon, people still talk about how like good that fight was, mm-hmm. and even now, you know, obviously. She's sort of she's on her way back um, to establish herself again. Everyone would still you st- still want to watch that fight. Yeah. I think that was one of the very first rivalries in women's boxing, like as in of le- recent years. Um, it really put uh, it did put a lot of women boxing on the map. Like you know, um, it definitely I think was a start of kind of getting that big um, rise of women's boxing. Obviously we had Katie Taylor, but it was just Katie Taylor and yeah. Katie Taylor and opponents. You know, it was like Katie Taylor and opponents. No one really knew who she was fighting and, you know, it was always like one-sided fights. It wasn't really, do you know what I mean? So I think with that fight, because it was, and it, we got so much attention on it, 
because of the way it was promoted or the way, you know, it was all that little bit of a grudge, um, it really kind of was keeps in people's memories, yeah. you know, because it was one of the, the first. So, yeah. You, 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 still want, you still want um to do all that extra stuff like that, the unifications in dispute. Because I remember when you were wanting to become world champion, I think it lasted about a week. I spoke to you after yeah, you were like, yeah. and you were like, yeah, I've done that now. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? You were like, this was, is, is that is that just how you sort of set your mindset up? Is that just yeah. how you create that winning mindset by, look, yeah, I've achieved that, but we can look back on that yeah. in years to come, like kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's, it's good and bad because it's like you're never satisfied. So it's like, and it's no disrespect at all to like world champions or anything like that. But it was kind of like, I got it. And I was like, oh, is that, okay, I'm world champ now. It's like, okay, now what? Like it, it's, it's, it was so, it's, it's like a bit shit. And I feel like if I was to do unification, I'd be like, yay, okay, next. Do you know what I mean? But that's just how I am with anything when I'm achieving. And, it's, and in a way, it kind of, it's fucking, it's, like, I, it's great. It's a blessing and a curse. It's great, yeah, it's great because I'm always wanting to do more and wanting to be better. It's also I'm never satisfied and never, you know what I mean? It's like never good enough and that's, that's a bit frustrating. I mean, if you talk to anyone that knows me and any of my coaches, um, they'll say how I'm always just like, you know, never good yeah. enough and I'm never, I, you know, I'm always like, it's, it's not enough and it's whatever, but that's unfortunately how I am, but I think it makes me better. Um, and as for, yeah, so I still obviously want to do unifications and everything like that. When you've eventually achieved what you've wanted out of and got what you wanted out of this sport, what will be more important to you, the fact you became world champion or the fact that you've... I think in a way you've you've opened a lot of doors. You brought a lot of eyes to the sport. Mm. Do you want sort of that to be the thing that they talk about, or do you rather it be oh she was a world champion kind of thing? Yeah, no, definitely like more about me as a person and the support that I've given to women's boxing and as a and, a, and um, you know the the I don't know the roads that I've paved in my own way to just show a different light on women's boxing and to bring all those eyes on the sport. I think definitely. Um, that kind of like legacy, but if we can add in the unifications, uh, the the undisputed obviously on top of that is great. Do you know what I mean? I don't box like, I mean, look, boxing is a business, and I knew that from the start. That's why I am where I am because when I turned pro, I knew what I had to do to make it a business and to get a brand and to make money. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I never really, I knew that when I started boxing, that um, there was no money in women's boxing, so I never boxed for money. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, my my idea was always to create that brand so I could continue to make money do you know what I mean yeah. and um you know like now I don't like I don't everyone knows I don't need to fucking box I don't yeah. like I don't make enough money like doing like not fuck all but do you know what I mean like I honestly I don't need to box um yeah. for money um it, I do it because I love it and because I have goals do you know what I mean and and that's what gets me in the gym every day um where some people they get a world title and they're like okay that's and then they get complacent or they get it's achieved and then they, you know, they, they, they've got no motivation anymore, but it's not like that for me. Um, my All my motivation has nothing to do with, like, obviously wanting to be a t- champion, but it's not got do nothing with anything outside. It's all of me wanting to be my best and, and, and um, be the best that I can be um, and have a nice shrine of belts, obviously, but yeah. um, in my big mansion house with all my expensive cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, um, just to end this interview, something a little bit different, um, obviously... What I've done together, I've compiled a lot of photos. Yeah. Um, I've dug deep for some of them just because I thought it'd be interesting talking points. Um, <laughs> now you're gonna, well, yeah, parts of you, your life, okay, and things okay. like that. Um, so yeah, let's okay. uh, just say what's either what's happening, one word, whatever, whatever comes to mind when you see the picture. Yeah? Right. So this is good now because you're you're on edge, right? <laughs> uh, you know what, you've got to be on my own no, 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 no. Right, 
first one. The, these will all come on screen um, when I edit it. Yeah. Um, Describe that. Ooh, that man, wow. To be fair, that... It's a hard watch that. When you it's hard it. when you watch it, yeah. Um, that was my debut fight. The first 10 seconds of the fight. I had a lazy kind of jab and my opponent caught me and um, I went down, I got clipped with a, like a flash knockdown, mm. went down and snapped my ankle. Um, but the funny thing is, is not funny, but whatever, is I didn't actually know that I went down because it was like such a flash. Went down, got uh, snapped my ankle, got up and the ref was counting and I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't even get hit. I was literally saying, I didn't even get hit. Like, I didn't, what are you counting me for? Because I didn't know that I was out looking around. And then I went to take a step and my, 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 foot was, my ankle was fucked. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, holy shit. And then I thought, oh, my God, like, you know, but I've just got an eight count. So I, you know, and, and I'm on pay-per-view TV in Australia, Tim Zoo undercard, like, you know, Paul Gallon, all these things. So I just kept going forward, obviously, and just, like, punching her. And then I went to the corner and I said to my coach, I was like, I think I just broke my ankle. And he's like, really? Okay, what do you want to do? And I'm like... I'm gonna keep going on. Actually, I like. And he goes, all right. And he's put, get, put your legs out. Put my legs out. And um, then when the bell went to go out for the next round, it was almost like it went like that pain, like because it was adrenaline and just like. And I just think, just keep punching. And I was like, you, you know, you see the fight, my foot's like dragging behind me, but just keep punching, you know. It's, I'm gonna say, I mean, when I was searching through for this little part of this interview, I was thinking, what, what can I look at? And then it, I thought it was a picture, but it was the actual video that came up. Oh, the video. Of my and exactly. that was. Um, yeah. It really is. It's a, it is a tough watch. I, well, I had the surgery straight after it, obviously, and I was out for eight months. I had big screws put through my ankle, so it wasn't like just a. I rolled my ankle. I literally sat my ankle. And you got through the fight and, 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 the and, fight and won. won. Yeah, and I won. But um, <laughs> I nearly that. stopped her actually in the second round. And um, yeah, it was funny because you hear the the commentators and they're like, "Wow, you know, Ebony, you can just tell she's she's naturally she's such an athlete. She's so fit." And I'm thinking, <laughs> I just didn't want to stop punching because if as soon as I stop punching, I'll feel my. My ankle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I needed help to be taken to the centre ring to have my hand raised and everything. But, yeah. Right. Great start to my pro, my pro career. Yeah, absolutely. But got the win, showed the dog in you and got it. Right, another picture from uh, a different pastime. Oh, my bodybuilding. Yes, that was... Um, I think that was the Australians IBF... Oh, no, I, IFBB, um, one of my last bodybuilding comps. And, um, yeah, I won that in New South Wales, which is my state championship which is pretty mega it's huge um obviously it's discipline that, isn't it? bodybuilding is next level honestly it makes boxing easy to, to honestly like i think that's why i'm so disciplined with obviously my training and my diet because of bodybuilding you know doing 10 years of that like it's obsessive and it's you don't even understand like when you when i hear fighters complain about diet i just think you you have no idea like honestly it's, it's so different like it's so different um and i used to do it you know four months no cheat meal like insane and like Honestly, like, I even just think about getting flashbacks now, like, it's it, it was so insane um, how upset. But I was also very obsessive. But you have to be obsessive to win. You know, I won a lot of titles. I won every title there was nearly in Australia. You know, I did international comps. Like, it was, you know, um, I was all in with it. Um, and I obviously use my bodybuilding posing on the scales. Like, I still love it, you know. And I still bring that, that stage presence and that bodybuilding. Because that's what I loved about bodybuilding, the stage. The dieting and the weight training, I freaking hated it. You know what I mean? But that, that little you know, 10 minutes on stage, like, and it's so cool in a way that I can kind of bring it in a little bit with my body, with my weigh-ins at my, at my fights. And I think, yeah, that's something a bit different. 100%. Right, next one. <laughs> right, this is a two, this is a, a split yeah. screen. So just describe, screen. describe what's happening in both. Okay, so my biggest fear in the fucking world is fire. 
just so you, you guys know, like I'm so scared of fire. I can't cook on gas stoves. I can't be near a fucking bonfire. I can't fire, like anything to do with fire and burns, I can't do. I went on SAS, Celebrity SAS with Ant Middleton, you know what I mean? Who Dead Wins, whatever. And um, I'm like, I got no fear anyways. I was like, you know, really, like I'm not really scared of nothing. Yeah. First day. That was the first day. That was the first day. It was like they. It was like they went. Let's see how we can try and like you know get Ebony out or something. I don't know. And I said, you're fucking kidding me. Like they're gonna light us on fire on the first day. Um. So yeah, they lit me on fire. Obviously, I was panicking at first. And I thought, nah, like fuck, like you just have to do it, mate. You just have to fucking do it. Um. I got through that, and then that was kind of. I was like, well, now I've done that. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. And that was the rest of the. Obviously, you know, stuck on for the rest. And then the crying picture. That was, I don't know what day, because you kind of lose count of days. But Is that the interrogation where yeah. they go, look, why are you here? What's your... Um, no, yeah, not really. It was, um, they were giving it to me because I was quite aggressive, as in with myself. Like, I, the first couple of days were very frustrating for me because it wasn't really physical. And I'm obviously physically good. I can put myself through pain. I can, you know, I've got that mindset with physicality and, and pain. I'm good. But but failing, I was not very good at. And there was all these things that they're making us do. Mm-hmm. Tasks where you had to use your brain and thinking, like whatever, and um, and I just wasn't doing. I wasn't. I wasn't passing, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and I was getting so angry at myself, and I was so frustrated. And they're pretty much saying to me, "Like, you don't like failure." Like, Sometimes I don't like failure. It's like I want to be able to try again. And they're like, "You're so hard on yourself. Why are you so hard on yourself? You know, you've never done this stuff before." And I'm like, "I don't know." And like, they were trying to break me down of why I am so hard on myself, and it's just like you know, I'm trying my best, and and it's still not working. And in the real world. Personally, it's not going to have a bad problem with failing. It's just that in the real world, if you fail, you can try again. Yeah. But on that show, once you fail, you fuck. That's it. You fucked. And it's like now I can't prove myself that I can do it. And it was quite hard. Um, but yeah. So, anyways. What did it do for you mentally that show? Because they bring people on yeah. and they try and delve in. Now I know when you've ever spoke about your past, you kind of leave it there. And yeah. I know the reasons why. You said, yeah. look, it brings back a lot of things, not just for yeah. you, your family, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But that type of show, obviously, did a James English podcast. It does touch on the edge yeah, of things. Bit, yeah. How how sort of emotionally was difficult? You know how how like difficult was it for you? Because they they're gonna try and they want yeah, some out yeah, of you. They yeah. want to see that side of you. So yeah. was it tough to sort of be like, right? I've got a I've got a sort of half revisit here kind of thing, but yeah. but not go full. Not really, because I think the challenges that I was having not had to do too much. I don't think I had much to do with my my past. And I think I got a feeling, and I don't know this for sure. Like all these people that are on that show, they must have to elude something of their past for them to really dig it up. Do you know what I mean? Like when they get in a questionnaire or in their, in, their, uh, in the media, there's something that they know about, but they didn't really, they don't really know about my, my shit. Um, it was just, you know, that I, I suppose I could have tried to break down to why I'm so hard on myself. But I mean, actually, to be fair, like I, I know in a way, and maybe it does have a little bit to do with my past, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, at the time and in the show, when I had those kind of like little breakdowns, and they said you gotta, you gotta be more positive, you gotta, you gotta believe in yourself a little bit more, otherwise you're gonna be stuck because it's holding you back. Being such a perfectionist, and you know, um, not doing it, it's gonna hold you back. And it's the same thing I have like after Dave Coldwell, or like Tibbs, same thing in boxing. They're like, man, stop being so fucking hard on yourself because you're gonna hold you back. Because I just focus on, I'll get out of sparring, and Dave's like, he'll be like, right, nothing negative. <laughs> I'm like. Ah, there's like 10 things that I already want to pick myself apart with. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, okay, let's get the positives or whatever. You know what I mean? Because I always see everything that I've done wrong first. Um, and I mean, you, I would like to say that the show helped me with that, but it, it, it didn't. Like, no. it helped me on the show, you know, because I had to change my mindset to get through the rest of yeah. the show. But um, in real life, I'm still the same fucking high critique on myself. Not the worst thing in the world. Look, there's a couple more. I'm going to show you. Um, this one. 
to talk. <laughs> you and twin there. Me and my twinny. Wow. It's tough been moving over here, Annex. You haven't yeah. got easy access to your family. I know you went back recently. Um, you got a twin, you know, mum and dad over there. Yeah. Dad, I think, incredible artist, yes. if I'm right in saying that. Um, yeah, literally, like some of these Mega. pictures are like, it's like they took photographs, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, just talk to me a little bit about that and obviously family and, you know, it is different. People talk about sacrificing training, but you've said, look, that's, that's what I do, that's the easy part, but you haven't got them just like next door kind of thing, have you? All right, sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, 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 emotional. Sorry, but yeah, um, importance of family and obviously trying to catch up with them as and when you can kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I could cry actually, but I'm not going to because it's going to take a little breath. Yeah, um, do you know? You've um, seen recently though, you went back, Yeah, I did, I did. And you know, the funny thing is, is that um, when I first moved over here, it was I just had to do it. I'm very tunnel vision yeah. and I felt well, for me to be better and me to get further in my career, I just have to, this is what I've got to do. Mm -hmm. And um, so I didn't really let emotion any emotion really I just did fuck up I'm just gonna go um and then obviously being here for like nearly it was nearly 18 months before I went back and saw him and it's been there's a few times where I'm like oh, I wish my family was here and um or whatever but it wasn't really until I went back recently that I was like holy shit like I was able to actually um take it in because I went home for I made the choice in four weeks to move I, I four, went home I had four weeks to tell my parents my you know my ex-boyfriend 10 years everyone family for everyone that hey guess what i'm gonna move to the uk in four four weeks or five weeks pack up my fucking life and fuck off i didn't have time for emotions i didn't have time to even see my friends and say goodbye Correct. didn't have time for nothing do you know what i mean um so i think when i went back this time it was like it really hit me i was like holy shit like wow like i do miss them you know and it's not saying i haven't missed them of course i do but i just always push those emotions to the side because that is going to stop that's going to hold me back emotions like that from from what i'm trying to achieve and um made me feel a little bit human because sometimes I feel a little bit not human sometimes with that kind of that kind of how I am with my being able to switch off emotions and I was like wow like you know I really fucking miss my especially my twin obviously yeah. um that's why I went back in a way because last year was my first year in 36 years it was my 36 last year um 36 years that I hadn't spent my birthday with my twin and that was that was hard Christmas and all that I was like mm, but not seeing my, my twin for my birthday like when you share a birthday with someone like in this twin it's you know I don't know if it's hard to explain we can just imagine it then to like not have that was, yeah, I'm like this year and I thought with all the stuff that's going on boxing and being fucked about with boxing again, I'm like, this is fucking 2022 all over again, just being fucked about, you know what I mean? I thought I'm just gonna go home and see my family, like, you know, and that was really good. So I was like, glad that I did that. Could it? Right, a couple more. Yeah. You Do you know what, I love mate. this photo. No, I love this photo. Um, you know, it was it was there was some respect shown in that photo of um, Courtney and myself, and it's a good moment, wasn't it? Yeah. It was important. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, like she, you know, I think that fight I proved her, and I think a lot of people as well. And um, you know, we both definitely got respect for each other after that fight. Um, and um, I was just happy with that. Like, I was happy with that fight. I was happy with my performance. I was just so grateful to be there and had that opportunity and being able to have such a big fight for women's boxing. It still gets talked about one of the best women's boxing fights, you know, in history or whatever like that. So, you know, to be able to share that moment with her, it was good. And I mean, we got, you know, it's like, there is that grudge, but it's, it's like, um, it's not like, 
I have to relate it to the other Shannon that I just fought that other fuck. That was see, that was that was different, wasn't it? That was really personal in terms of comparisons. It wasn't really. I wasn't personal towards her. She just got really fucking personal towards me, and she was quite vindictive and just like talking absolute fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? And um. I think people always ask me, like, oh, are you friends now, Fergo? No, fuck her. She's a fucking shit cunt. Like, what, if you're honestly, no, honestly, if, like, like just because I shared the ring with her doesn't mean that um, that now I've got respect for her. And that goes for anyone. Yeah. I'm not like that. I'm not like, just because I shared the ring doesn't mean take back that you're still a fucking shit cunt and you're still a fucking horrible human and you're still done all this kind of shit. You know what I mean? You don't just get respect now because, what, you took a few punches. Like, no chance. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, no, nah, there's definitely no respect there and there's definitely not bad blood, but... I, I, I have absolutely no time for her. Courtney, you know what I mean? Um, I think I'd still have I'd have time for her and, and I do wish her well and I hope that she does get a belt so we can fight and be for a belt. Um, but there's still like we're still different, aren't we? Yeah, of course. Not everyone's the same, I suppose. That's what yeah. helps these rivalries. Look, a couple more. This one, um, probably, say that one of the most important nights of your career. Oh, cute. Look at my face. <laughs> That's me. I'm not a very emotional person, so like I'm like, oh, don't cry, don't cry. You were um, that, you were that night a little bit. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't cry very, but I was like, oh no, like I don't know, I'm just not great. Like if I cry, it's pretty mega. But um, yeah, wow, that was fucking epic, and not just that. Like I just, I loved that fight. Like the Courtney fight, they're my kind of fights. Like I loved that fight. It was so fun. You know, like I thought the Courtney fight was fun. Yeah, you know was. that 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 and that fight was fun for me. Um. I thought I was one. It's my best performance for me, you know. Um, it was, yeah, it was great. And um, obviously, you know, achieving that goal um, that I made out a long time before. You know, I remember being in the amateur gym and the boys coming up to me and being like, "You train so hard, Eb. Like, you know, like you're just a machine." And I'm like, "That's what world champs do." I was supposed to be an amateur. You know what I mean? Like, that's I train like a champ because I want to be a champ. You know, and to be able to tick that box off and. Yeah, prove people. I think it was, you know, um, it was really good for me and, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, two more. <laughs> I love this photo. <laughs> look, look at those men. No one wants to look. Eddie Hearn's like, don't look. He did his best, didn't he? He did his best. <laughs> just picking this back up um, with Ebony Bridges. We, we were going through some photos. Yeah. We just finished on the Eddie Hearn one, famous Wayne picture. Um, another one, a more recent one. Um, can see there, Forged Irish Stout, so I think it's probably uh, it's appropriate now to mention it. <laughs> yeah. uh, look at us. Yeah, look. You know, this is actually a really great photo because, um, I don't know, like, you know, we have become really good friends and really close, um, and I really enjoy working with him and the team. Um, and like they're mega supportive of me, and, and not just me, but boxing. You know, you see that they're sponsoring a lot of the guys, and like so many, a lot of events, now. So, so many events, but not just the events, the other other boxers as well. You know, um, I know everyone talks about me, and you know, I've seen some comments online. Oh, you need to have big tits and fucking whatever, to, you know, to get sponsored. But they're actually, they're actually sponsoring so many boxers, and that's him giving back to the boxing as well. You know, he could put his money anywhere, but it's nice, you know what I mean, to do that mm-hmm. and support the, you know, up-and-coming fighters or just fighters because, you know, sponsorship is a huge part of the game. Um, but, yeah, no, it's great. You know, he's really supportive, you know, and um, I'm so blessed to have him part of the team and the whole Forged Army. Are you, do you sort of... Are you inspired by Conor and his oh. journey and what he's done? Because you, obviously, I know how much you appreciate. I mean, you've got a legend on your hat right now in yeah. Arturo Guy. You're not someone who's just bounced into sport, boxing shit like it. You really know boxing yeah. kind of thing. I remember the first conversation we had, you were referencing dates, fights, and I'm like, 
oh, I need to be on point here because <laughs> yeah, if not, I will get I will get taken I will get taken apart yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, you you admire Conor a lot, don't you? Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm, I was only just saying uh, yesterday in the gym. You know, um, he's so smart for what he's done. Like to be able to. That's the thing about boxing. Like you have a you have a good career. You can be a champion. You can make your money in your sport, and then you retire, and then what? Like your name or you making money or you know some people boxers like you see some boxers like british champs or world you know no world champs but going back and having to work normal jobs and stuff like that do you know what i mean and um i think like you know i want more than that and, and it's just i think what he's done and how he's doing it is something to be inspiring about and also just the whole like not giving a fuck what people say and think and looking after out for yourself and your family and that because in the end you know we all everyone that's up the top has a lot of haters a lot of love and support but at the same time, you know, a lot of hate. You see it online. Like, I was really shocked at how much I got just from being connected to Connor. And I just thought, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that your Irish? Yeah, no, I can't. I just like, fuck. No, no he doesn't, you know, because um, why should you mm-hmm. care what people think? Because you're successful and you're doing what you're doing. And, um, you know, and as long as you are, feel good within yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, I whenever I think about... Um, if anyone gives me shit, I just look at these guys like Connor or like other, you know, um, very successful people and just think like, wow. Like, I was going to say, when you look at everyone in boxing, I mean, everyone, as soon as you make it to the top, I mean, Canelo, for example, um, I'm sure you know his resume like I do. One of the most impressive resumes in the past 20, 30 years in boxing and the saying is ducking Benavides and it's like, uh, you're always going to be ducking someone oh, yeah. because there's always someone else coming through. So it's like, I feel like I feel like you're almost never never gonna win. But oh, yeah, no, 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 no. right, last one. So I'll show you the picture. I'll read you the quote that's under it. It's a quote that you made. Right. So the quote says, "I'm off to school today. If you know me or talk to me for a minute um, about teaching, my passion for it is undeniable. Blessed to be able to have two careers I absolutely love and have pure passion for." Now I spoke to you about teaching for a while, but I knew that was something that. Even though when you were doing your boxing, that was like, oh my god! Like, yeah. I, lo- I love it. I love um, being able to have an impact on these kids' yeah. lives, and um, obviously, maths teacher. But is there any part of you that misses that side of oh. things? Being able to bounce to like school and yeah. you know do a class and you know definitely. have that interaction. Yeah, definitely. I think I wouldn't say like I would say I don't know if it's on par. I would say that teaching is probably my biggest passion. Um, so you know, I miss teaching a lot, and I miss miss being in those classrooms and. And I think the things that comes with being a teacher, if you're a good teacher, you know, it's for me personally, my goal as a teacher was to impress, impressionate, I don't know how to say that word, impression, impression, impression. I know what um, you said, have a, yeah. have a big, like, effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, on, on, a, on a kids for, to get them to believe in themselves and believe that, um, you know, that they can achieve things and that they can be successful. And um, I use yeah. math to do that, that mindset set, to build that mindset that I have, that I want to push on other people that if you just try, and you just believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. If you take that wall down and you actually believe that you can do it, then you're already one step closer to achieving it. And then if you put the work in, then you're going to get it. And that's like with math because everyone has that wall. Oh, I can't do math or I'm just not good at math or that's not my part of the brain. Da-da-da. These are all barriers that's telling you that you can't do it. But if you break down those walls that stop you from thinking that you can't, you know, and those negative thoughts, then you actually can. You open the door up to being able to do it. And that's not just with, that's not just with math, but obviously with anything in life. And that's why you're, I'm able to achieve everything that I put my mind to because I take those barriers down and believe in myself. And I think that's start, and that's, I wanted to do that in the classrooms to set those kids up for the future. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, I'm trying to do it now. I'm blessed that I've got such a big platform that I'm hopefully able to inspire, 
not just you know 100 kids in my classes you know in my whatever classes you know 30 kids per class you know but now like the world or globally you know to be able to inspire other people and I think that's always what life's been about for me is I've gotten through hell went through trenches and you know had to learn to believe in myself and and not give up on myself again and then now I want to pass that on to as many people as I can anyone in my friend group or anything do you know that so I'm always trying to teach people as much as I can that mindset Brilliant. Well, I think that's the sort of the perfect um, note to end on. Um, we will end with this. So, have you got a message for everyone who's supported you, behind you? Um, like you said, ex pupils, people, fans, people, yeah. who, people, who, yeah. people, who, people, who, people have been supporting you from day dot. Yeah, I was just going to say. Actually, I've just got one of my ex pupils a couple of weeks ago. Bless her. She sent me um, video, uh, pictures of her at graduation. She goes, "Look, Miss, I did it. I graduated, and it was such a beautiful thing." She goes, "You know, thanks for always supporting me and always believing in me." And it was so good to see her, her graduate and for her to share those pictures with me. Um, and I got a lot of students that like message me and say, "Miss, you know, we're so proud of you. Or, we love watching you. And we can't, we always boast about that that's our teacher and stuff." And uh, you know, I love that. So big shout out to all my ex students, and um, you know, I love love them all, and I'm so proud of all of them. Um, and also, obviously, all my fans, you know, I wouldn't be here without the fans. Simple. You know, they're the ones that promote me. You know what I mean? I mean, Atrium's my promoter, but who promotes me? The fans, the fans. Me and the fans. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're the ones speaking my name. They're the ones that push me all through COVID and after and continue to talk about me. And my haters love you guys, too. You know, because they push my name as well. But, um, yeah, like, you know, um, I can't wait to get out there December 9 um, in San Francisco and put on another, another show and, like, entertain and... Um, you know, hopefully make another big statement. Well, it's always a pleasure catching up. Uh, it's the first one for a while, like a proper yeah. sit-down. I'm looking forward to seeing you get back and doing your thing and having another exciting fight on what is going to be a terrific card out there yeah. in San Fran. So, Ebony Bridges, thanks for talking to Boxing Social. Um, we'll let you get off training now yeah, and yeah. Uh, enjoy the rest yeah. of your day. All right, thanks so much. Sports Social Podcast Network.